And we've been married 50 years, 58 years, and we're still celibate. Still celibate. <laughs> we're celibate. What does that mean, you're still celibate? Yeah, what does that mean? That means he's making it funny. Yeah. Actually, we, we've been married 58 years, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be married to you for 58 years. Oh. And we should have 58 years more, which I is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with our resident cougar sex expert mother. That would be me. And her stand-up comic son. And we got the birds and the bees and the... Okay, whatever. We are so excited about this show today. We have for a Thanksgiving special. Thanksgiving is a time to come together and be with the family, tell them what you're grateful for. So we yeah, thought it was... And to talk about sex. <laughs> that, that was my father. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is very, very important to talk about sex. Yeah, I, I think so. And that's why this show is do excellent. Have, do they have male turkeys and female turkeys? There are all kinds of things going on. Lalagabaligoo. Okay. So yeah, we're very excited about what's coming up. We have an awesome episode with our grandparents, Karen Lee's parents. And uh, they have a beautiful marriage, and you get to hear all about their relationship, how it started, what the sex was like, and how to keep it going. Yeah, this is going to be so fascinating and interesting and something you will definitely want to hear. So please subscribe, share, and spread the love. Spread the love, baby. All right, stay tuned. Nana, can you talk? Who are Who are you? I'm here. And... My aunt. Wait, wait. <laughs> Who are you? I'm your grand. I'm your grandmother. You're, right. you're, you're his grandmother. And I'm, and I'm his grandmother too. <laughs> wait, why are you his grandmother? Because I, she's a grandmother. I want to be a grandmother too. I guess I'm a grandmother too. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, not. She hopes that. Not yet, anyhow. Well, this is exciting. We have uh, Karen Lee's parents on the show. Just to refresh the audience here, you've been married for how many years? Fifty-eight years. Fifty-eight. Well, and I'm only—I'm. Uh, wait a second. I'm sixty-five. How can that be? Yeah, you're—you're <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> Either you're in trouble or I'm in trouble. So let me ask you something. Let's just cut right to the chase. Did, were you both virgins? Ah. Now that's really. When you when you got really married. Good. I'm going to ask I, that. I can, tell, I can tell that one was a virgin and not the other. Oh, I'm guessing it was... Wait, I, I, what does that mean? <laughs> Why is it so important to be a virgin? I didn't say it was. I oh, think okay. it's a bad idea, actually. Actually, it was a good idea. Why is that? Because uh, we uh, had a lot of fun the first night. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Well, I didn't have anybody to compare it to. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but we were at the Ed- Edgewater Beach Hotel and we are going up on the elevator and you had a hat on with a feather on it. And you turned around to ask me a question and you hit me right in the eye. And so when That's I was true. driving the car down to Florida uh, on our honeymoon, yeah. I couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> well, did, you, were you had, did you have a patch on your eye? What was going on? Not, uh, she hit me right in the eye with a feather. You know? <laughs> Guess what? I can see now. <laughs> right. The next day. The next day, I take a look and say, oh, it's Marion. Oh, <laughs> Who do you think it was? I don't know. I couldn't see before. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> that was the first night you guys had sex? That you got hit in the eye with a feather? He was that blinded. was when we went to the Edgewater Beach Hotel. 
It's not a hotel anymore. It's an old people's home. Yeah. <laughs> and after and your you brother left. called us on the phone. Yeah. Oh. My brother called me on the phone <laughs> at, at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I, he says, what you doing? I said, you so. Oh. <laughs> my god so you're telling me he that call it, in the it, during your during your, your i'm assuming it was you that lost your virginity mother well since it wasn't him anyone <laughs> so i actually all this time i thought did you never had sex now i'm finding out the the truth behind this yeah she had sex on that first night okay so and that was it was that it was a good it. experience or a never bad had experience? sex after that i refused to answer on the grounds that it would incriminate <laughs> <you>. <laughs> And this is this is before marriage, before marriage. Yeah, no, we got married, marriage? and then we, oh. we spent the night in the Edgewater Beach Hotel. Oh. And his brother called in the middle of the uh, the, the, of the, the deflowering. In the morning. Oh wow! The deflowering was going on, and, the, and, and Norman <laughs> called. Yeah, we were we were going going down to Florida, and it was Christmas time, and no restaurants were were was open, and we decided that we have to eat something, so we bought some apples, and we ate apples. Oh. And we had no reservation. In Miami. How did you feel about that? It almost was the beginning and end of our marriage. Okay. <laughs> Imagine going down at the height of the season. He thought he was going with his boyfriends. Yeah. They didn't need a reservation. I said, where are we staying, honey? He said, I don't know. We don't have a reservation. Is this the first you've heard of this? <laughs> no, this is not the first. But all I know, all I know, she was so upset with me that we were ready to, to give it all up. We were going to have that? to. We sat on the bed and cried. And and I said, we didn't know who, how do, who's, who, who's going to get the presents back. We're going to have to give each one back their presents. That's a good reason to stay together. That yeah. was the end. That was it. Was this Where? before or after the deflowering? The deflowering? <laughs> oh, she was, she of was, my mother. She was deflowered <laughs> at the Edgewater Beach Hotel. I, right <laughs> I, was, I was blind. I couldn't see what I was doing. <laughs> that hotel has never been the same since. That's so funny. It's an old people's home now. I heard. <laughs> That's crazy. So was it common that, that, that people would wait till marriage to, to have sex? Yeah. My, well, at least women. I mean, apparently oh, my really? father was not a virgin. Well, the, so who were you having sex with? If not, you were deflowering all these women? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you should ask that question. <laughs> they may look him up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> What did she say? They may look him up on Facebook. He is on Facebook. <laughs> Not with all the women. Oh, no. He's very particular who he befriends on Facebook. So so where did you two meet? At a wedding. Oh, really? Did, were you set up or you guys just No, he was eyes? supposed to be for the girls, the brides. Of, what was she? Yeah, she was supposed to be the one for him. Oh, you were intended for somebody else. Yep. Sally. She One of the, the other Sally played the piano or the violin? Or... Oh, that's a good reason he should have stuck was with playing, her. She was fiddling around on the violin. She was fiddling, Did she right? missed her chance? Yeah. No, she didn't miss her chance. She just didn't know the competition she was going to have. <laughs> oh, I love it. Confident woman. Now you know where I get my confidence from. Did you hear that? That's right. The competition was fierce. Did you know immediately that, it, that this was the one or... To take some time. Well, she had just come back from Florida, and she gained some weight, and she was bubbling out of her dress. Uh huh. And, and that's what uh, sort of intrigued me. You're, you're a boob man, apparently. But he promised to take me on a 
boat ride. That's right, a boat ride on down down Lake Michigan. Is that and what that's what sold Chicago you? On the Chicago River. When he said boat ride, you said I'm yours. Oh, that's a good date idea. Yeah. Yeah. Boat ride. Did you take that boat ride? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why that was, not? That was his pickup line. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't afford it. It's better than your grandson's pickup line, which is, "Can I use your bathroom?" I have to urinate. It, 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 that's not my pickup line. That happened happened twice. It was two flukes. No, I was making twenty five dollars a month as an intern over at Cook County Hospital, and she was making twenty five hundred dollars a year, aren't you, as a school teacher? So. I knew I had to get married because I needed the money. <laughs> oh, you married her for her money? Yeah. Oh man, I'm finding out all these things for the first time. Well, she had a she had a, she had a what did you have? Pension. A, a pension, right? Oh. And I said the first thing we do is take out the money for my pension. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did you promise her boat ride, she had bubbling breasts, and you were going after her pension. I was going after more than the pension. Oh my God! <laughs> I never knew this all these years. That's but so funny. Instead of the boat ride, he, we drove out to the Baha'i Temple. Yeah. Oh the really? Temple and we went to the Baha'i Temple. The Baha'i Temple of all faiths. And, and the cemetery in oh. Wilmette. The cemetery. You know. You took her to a cemetery yeah. on the first day. Who does yeah. that? Wait, Who really? does that? Now I know where you get these ideas from. Wait, yeah? why did you choose to go to the cemetery? Well, nobody's going to mess around with me there. <laughs> Really and it doesn't quiet. cost any money. Yeah, I think it, I think it's what my mom just said. It didn't cost money. That's so funny. But I must say, he never made a pass at me. He did not. No. What did I do? Nothing. Showed no. me the cemetery. Nothing. <laughs> did you want him to make a pass? Or well, you just have to think, isn't that kind of unusual? But I thought maybe he liked boys better. <laughs> oh, my God. I never was aware of so, this. So did you guys both know there was going to be date two, or was it... Yeah, I think it did. Okay. Well, it was around the heads, the tombstones, well, and you yeah, thought this is going to be day two. Next time she, we're going to go somewhere like more exciting, like uh, if what? She was gay. Be park? She thought I was gay because I didn't make a pass at her. See. Well, so why didn't you make a pass at her? Were you scared? I was afraid. Sure. Well, yeah. Had... I heard you're going to slap me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What would? How far would you have gone? How far? <laughs> How far would I have gone? Not too far. In the, in the cemetery. <laughs> Between the tombstones, you wanted him to make out with you? What did you want to do? Well, we had a car. Oh, sorry. Uh, so what, what was the court? That was my father's car, actually. <laughs> so you picked her up in the father's car and took yeah. her to the cemetery? Yeah. And, and, and he's got the moves, my father. <laughs> he really knows how to treat a woman. That's so funny. <laughs> She was lucky she could get me, let me tell you. Apparently, they get the fiddler. The guy that was making $25 a month, she was lucky. <laughs> but then I gave you a raise. You did. You gave him a raise. Yeah. I, I gave him an extra few dollars. You, so you were actually supporting him? No. Oh, you were kidding around. No, we, we, were not, we were not married at that time. We got married when I, during my third year at County, Cook County Hospital. How long had you guys been together at that point? Well, then we were together almost a year, right? Yeah, almost a year. And so how old were you? 23. You were 23 at the time, but we got married when we were 24, and I was 27. Was that considered old to get married at 24? No. Or what about 27? No. Well, I never thought I was going to get married until I met her. Aww. 
You look like a big grin. It's true, because I said to him, well, what do you think? He says, well, I'm fond of you. I'm fond of you, Dad. I'm fond of you? Seriously? Wait, what does that mean, I'm fond of you? I picked her up in her home with her with her parents sitting there, and I had blue suede shoes on and a suit that was two sizes too big because my father always thought that I was going to grow into it. Okay. And then you said, I'm fond of you? I'm fond of you, yeah. And, and what did you think when he said that? I said, well, I don't know if I'm fond of you. <laughs> but well, wait, you how, are, how you far into this was the fond comment? Well, that was after a year. A year? Oh, a year? And that's when you said I'm fond yeah. of you? Oh, my God. Mom. Been, it could have been five years. I don't know. Wait, so after... <laughs> Probably a year. Were you thinking what is wrong with him? All he could say is that he's fond of you? But he after was a, a challenge. Oh, oh, you like a challenge. You're playing hard well, to get. Well, I happen to know that you've had a few suitors before him. Even though you may not have had sex, you right. had a lot of guys yeah, after Stooky you. Stooky Applebaum. Yeah. <laughs> If you're listening, Stooky Applebaum, don't you missed out. If, well, who else? I'm not giving any names. I know one of them's named Easer. Oh, yeah, Easer. <laughs> oh, my God. And the best story of all. What are these names? Somebody swam the lake for you. What? Someone swam a lake? What does that mean? Well, in order to get over the other side, you had to swim the lake. And you were in an overnight camp, right? Yeah. And then one boy named, I know the name, Dickie Natal. <laughs> Dickie Natal swam the lake for my mother. You know, it would be something of the, If uh, I had known you were running around with all these guys, I'd never marry you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think this is one that threw you with the fact that I told you I washed my hair at some guys. Yeah, that's what? right. She what? What did you do? She was over at this guy's house, and she said she had to wash her hair. And what woman comes to a guy's house and says, I want to wash my hair? <laughs> no, I, I didn't just come there. I was there, but he wanted to go out. So and he you, said, my hair looks terrible. He said, well, why don't you wash it? I said, okay. So you went and washed your hair? That's kind of like, uh, that, that's flirty. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah, that's flirty. I like that. <laughs> now yeah. I know where I got my flirtatiousness. I, I read somewhere that like, if you want to get a guy thinking about something, you just say to him, Oh, um, I was just about to get in the shower. Yeah? Well, she was just about to get her hair washed. Yeah, same idea. <laughs> but what I didn't like, another one of the guys brought me a gold bracelet. That was the end for him. Why? It wasn't, you wanted diamonds? She didn't want to make any commitments. Oh, you mean he yeah, came on a, too strong. That was a commitment. I gave you something also. At the oh, end. I know. It's got to be. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was after we were married. What, a cigar band? <laughs> no, it was bracelet. It was before we got married. We took it to the American Medical American Medical Invention. Association meeting, and I gave her this little bracelet. It said it was in, there was some writing it, inside. Yeah. What did it say? This is from a gift from the AMA. <laughs> <laughs> you got a free gift from the AMA? Sure, they were giving out samples. I figured. I'll get her a sample. Oh, no God. way! He, I don't know, he had the moves. Do you still have that? Yes, I do. Oh, I want to see that the next time I come over. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. Maybe we could trade it in for gold or something like that. <laughs> don't do that. Hold on to it. She's got a list. I've got a I list of things that we need to, for sentimental purposes, I need to see that. 
It's very funny. So, so, mom, did you, after all those suitors, did you just know love at first sight with that you were in love with him? No. No. What is, what is it that grew on you with him? My hair. For those of you who can't see this podcast, my father has lost his hair. At 17, he started yeah. losing his hair. And by age 18, he was, uh, he was very in. Actually, my father had my father had very very light hair, sparse, sparse huh? hair. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't. And your you being um, on the balding side did not deflate your confidence. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Well, how, how did was it even a thing? Did you consider it that he was bald when he when you met him? No. Were you attracted to that? No. <laughs> but I will say, in later years, I saw a picture of him in the school yearbook, and I would not have liked him at all. <laughs> oh, so you like him better when he was all grown up and without hair? I was growing up without hair. Now, so in other words, when you saw him with hair, you would have been like, oh, I would not be attracted to him, but since he was bald. She told me that after we got married, that if I got myself a toupee, she would never get into bed with me. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, you, did you just have bad haircuts? What was? Why did you like his hair? He just looks better without hair. She likes it. She likes. She said, "Bald is beautiful." Bald is beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, what was what was courtship like during? Well, my father. My father uh, solved the problem for me. He said, "He says you have thin hair," and then I said, "Well, who likes fat hair?" <laughs> you got a good point. Yeah, good point. The courtship. He didn't have a car, and he was only able to get his parents' car on Friday, Saturday, night. Friday night when they wouldn't go out because it was a Sabbath. And he would, didn't tell me that. It's just that he would just ask me out on Friday night. And so <laughs> right my challenge Friday. was who the hell is he taking out on Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> Then we, I invited, my parents invited her over, and I said, you got to wear a, a high neck. You didn't want her bubbling out in front of your and, parents? And at that time, she smoked. She smoked 10 cigarettes a day. So oh, I wow. said, don't smoke in front of my parents. My mother was a wild woman. Yeah, that's pretty badass. <laughs> I didn't drink. No drinking. Well. Wow, what does that mean, well? A little bit. A little bit of drinking, a little bit of smoking. Look at that. A little bit That's of enough. <laughs> washing your hair in guys' apartments. I don't know. I'm finding all kinds of stuff in this interview. It's <laughs> very funny. So I, I want to switch gears a little bit, unless you have more questions. About I got this. nothing. So your daughter is revolutionizing the term cougar. Yes. She's talking a lot about sex with everyone she could meet. Right. Do you have any feelings or thoughts on this? Just so she just talks about it. Oh, good point. That's She's right. She's only talking about it. We're, yeah, we're doing this podcast so we can open up the dialogue between parents and children about sex, so they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong. Well, when um, you were a young girl, I, I sat you down with Susan, and uh, at the dinner table, and I said we should talk about sex. Oh and my they, God! How old were you? You remember this? No, no oh, recollection yes, whatsoever. Yes, absolutely, and they started laughing at me. Oh wow! Because they learned all about it from their friends. I think that was like about when I was like forty. 
<laughs> How <laughs> old were they? Down. They were young kids, maybe 13, something like that. Yeah, by then they I could well have schooled you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You were okay, Karen. Uh, I think that parents today have a... Um, well, they don't, they're not telling their kids anything new that they don't know. And it's a matter of just accepting the fact that this is the way it is today. Because when they were going to get married, Karen and Gary, and they were going to go down to Florida. You were not happy with me. It's an under, it wasn't me, it was your father who said, you go down and stay with him in Florida, I'm not giving you a wedding. That's true, I, well, I forgot about that. You threatened to take my wedding away if I, like, like, did you think that that was the first time I was going to sleep with him when I went down to Florida after I've been dating him for like three years? Yeah. And I think we were engaged too. <laughs> no daughter of mine is going to live with somebody before they get married. Oh. And let you, alone go to if Florida. You do that, if you do that, there's not going to be a wedding. Did this have anything to do with the Edgewater Beach Hotel in Florida? Did it's you? not in Florida. It's not? Edgewater Beach Hotel is here on Lakeshore Drive. That's where your honeymoon was? Sure. In Chicago? No, we got. Oh. That was. <laughs> That was the wedding night. We oh, the wedding a, night. We had to have a place to stay. I forgot. Oh, right. So I we, got it. Okay. We, we rented a room over there, and I got blinded. Blinded by the beauty. By the by, feather. By the feather. That's hilarious. And she apologized to me. She was very nice about it. <laughs> Sorry for blinding you. Yeah. But I, uh, the next day I couldn't see any. I didn't, I didn't know even who I was, who, who, who she was. <laughs> Did you have to ever worry that someone, like, about the guys that were coming around the house when they were going after my mom? I don't remember any guys going after your mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> what about Terry? Oh, Terry was, he was a Terry wild man. Terry Nicola? He was a wild man. And he handed out Tums? Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, he, uh, I guess, I don't know, he he intercepted. I was going to, I needed some Tums and... He intercepted it when I when my mom was passing it over to me, and they thought that was very odd that he just popped it in his mouth, not knowing what it was. Yeah, it was Susan's sixteenth birthday party. He might have thought it was a, like a quaalude or something. It was Susan's sixteenth birthday. Yeah, it was yeah. a birthday party on, on Devon Avenue. Were you were you concerned like about my dates at all? Not really. I don't remember being concerned about you. Okay. Oh, yeah. you, could, you could take care of yourself. Oh yeah, nobody <laughs> messed with me. I remember. It. Somebody gave you a gift and you and you gave it back. You didn't want to take it from them. Oh, an ID bracelet when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't want that obligation. <laughs> I always say everyone has an agenda. I'm not going to be obligated to this guy just because he gives me an ID bracelet. <laughs> but you're you're prettier now than you ever were before. When oh you were well, a thank kid. you. I think. I don't know if that's a compliment. I think I'm, I'm just going to take it as a compliment. <laughs> So in other words, I was an ugly little kid. You didn't have to worry about me. I can have fun for myself. And you don't remember any boys coming to the house. No, I don't remember any boys coming to the house, do you? Yes, I do. You know? Yeah, she did. Did they go into the basement? That was Susan. That was Susan. Oh, oh my sister. What happened there? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> she had to get permission from her sister. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You had to give your sister permission? I don't know no, what she, he's talking she, about right now. I think he's kidding. She, no, you're, you're, 
And Susan would always come to you for advice. Oh, just because she likes to get validation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, this guy's cute enough. Yeah, right. My sister was pretty popular. Yeah, she was popular. Yeah. Now, I used to remember coming home from school, and I would tell you all about this guy, Bob, that I had a big crush on, and he was going to ask me to prom, and every day you'd say, well, did he ask you? And I'm like, no. I think you knew all along he was never going to ask me. Oh. Oh. But you you were a bulldog. You you started out with the clarinet. Oh, yeah. And I got a call. No, the, I started out with the flute. The flute. I got a call from the band leader stating that I want to talk to you about your daughter because she she's not going to progress into the advanced band. So I said, why, why not? Well, she's not as good as I think she would be. She said, well, what I'd like to do is start her on something else like the clarinet. I said, it took you two years to find out <laughs> that she's not able to play an instrument and now you're calling me? I did. I did. So... I think you did take it. I took the clarinet. It was a she used was, clarinet. It was a little She never quits. Never quits. And that's why we call her the bulldog. She Ruff. holds on. She's she's good. Yeah. I'm pretty tenacious. What One of the reasons why this podcast is up and running. Do you notice the dog is snoring? My dog is snoring. <laughs> so if you hear anyone snoring in the background, it's not one of the grandparents or anyone getting interviewed. I, I thought well, it was, I thought it it shows it was you that they think it's pretty boring. <laughs> this interview is getting really boring because the dog is snoring. Both dogs are snoring. So uh, go ahead. I'd like to get back to the courtship because this dad was Yeah, get in there, get in there. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about the, the other boys that you went out with, Mom. The other boys was, well, let's see. Oh, I had a, a nice love letter from one, and I still have it. Oh, yeah? He said, the more people I meet, the better I like animals. The better I like animals? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's kind of frightening. What is, what is he, like one of those guys that like to have no. sex with animals? How, wait, how is that a love like letter, though? Like farm animals? What because kind of animals? he said, but after he met me, I guess he preferred me to the animals. <laughs> oh, what is he, Dr. Doolittle? That's a very cynical letter. No, it's, it's a nice letter. Oh. So let me get this straight. The guy was trying to say that he always loved animals and couldn't really get into women until he met you. And then he no, you're away. always going with the sex with the animals. He's <laughs> just saying that he likes he likes people he likes animals more than people until he met Nana. Oh, I, okay. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. I still remember his name. What's his name? I'm afraid to tell you. Now, go on. <laughs> if you have anyone who wants to look him up on Facebook, what's his name, Mom? I'm not gonna tell you. Just give a first name. Bob. Okay, Bob. She had a Bob. She only went out she's, with. She's with definitely people. better than some farm animals. <laughs> she only went out with people who are of the same religion as she would. She would never go out with anybody other than her religion, and they were chasing her. Oh. Actually, one was my lab partner. Your lab partner in, Your lab? in, in chemistry? No, and uh, what were they? What were they? We had to cut open a field. Oh, thing. biology or yeah. something. And he was your lab partner. He wanted to ask you out. This is in high school. She okay. You're so you're the youngest of four. So did you learn a lot from your older siblings? Yeah. So you were comfortable with boys because you had older brothers. And... I liked the, the boys better than the girls. Oh, that sounds sounds great. familiar. Sounds like my mother. Sounds like me. 
I did, because they used to have nice conversations with my, with my brothers and that. And girls were, they were petty. They were petty, yeah. When did you start getting into boys, or dating boys? Getting into boys. <laughs> I think when I was about, yeah, I do remember the first date. I was in, I was 30, I was a freshman in high school, he was a freshman in college. Whoa. She was a wild chick. Yeah, shit. that's pretty wild. That's very how, wild. How did that even come to be? I guess I met him at a, a dance or something. Oh, wow. Like a, like a community dance? What type of dance? Well, they used to have them at Temple Shalom and different <laughs> the temple, temples. The different temple dances you got, and you met them, and you started, like, wow, that's pretty wild. You were, like, 13 going out with, like, a 17, 18-year-old? Yeah. Did you feel like a boss? Like a boss. <laughs> you don't know what that means. Like, you know, do you feel like a big shot going out with someone that much older? No, it just says he was a nice guy, and... and he just happened that? to be much older. Yeah. Okay. How about you? You remember your first date? I remember that that uh, your nana over here would go out into people's backyards in in St. Paul and start singing for money. <laughs> what does that have to do with we, courtship? That, yeah, we're talking courtship, Dad. We want to well, hear courtship? about courtship. Oh, I think yeah. you're talking about making money at an early age. No, no. <laughs> which is we know already why you went after her. Okay, <laughs> I heard about that. Well, let's go back to you, Dad. Like, what what was your first date like? Who was it? One of the uh, gals that I knew. Well, she I hope a, so. She, she was a uh, physical, she was an occupational therapist, and I only took her out once. Okay, so and you're it, telling me that your first date was in when you were in med school? No. But but I, I, I want to tell you that I never took her out again because she had, she had a dirty collar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Note to self, make sure to have a clean collar if you're going Wash out your shirts. She just sweat a lot? It's disgusting. I, I agree with you, Dad. No, she had a white, a white coat that was dirty. Oh, that's really, <laughs> I, that's a turn off. <laughs> turn off. She called me up afterwards. And you said, did you wash your collar? And I asked her if she washed her collar. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. <laughs> No, we've had other, other dates. Uh, a girl that was twice as tall as I was. Really? Yeah. An Amazon woman. Oh, she was. She was. She was. She was a nice, nice woman. It didn't intimidate you to have someone twice as tall as you. No, no, not at all. And I met a lot of a lot of women over at the Cook County Hospital. You're a wild man, then. Yeah. yeah, a lot of nurses. Nurses, yeah, yeah, lots. Hot commodity at the hospital over there. We used to play all sorts of music on the piano and everybody would be singing. They didn't know what they were singing, but they were singing. That's cool. And yeah. what about the alcohol? Yeah, we, we did our share of drinking. <laughs> Where'd you get the alcohol? Well, that's the alcohol I got when I was down in Champaign, Illinois. I used to collect 95% alcohol from every biochemistry student there. And they thought I was, they thought I was filling up the Clorox bottle of Clorox, but it was really alcohol. So it was 100, 190 proof. And we used to have way up wild parties. <laughs> that was some strong stuff you had That's, going down it was, there. Was, when, I, when, you, when you think about it, it, it was a very dangerous thing to do because they, they, throw you, they throw you out of school. But everybody would come over to our, our little room and we'd have drinks together. 
one of, one of the uh, guys that I knew very well, he, he came in, he, he said to me, I'm sorry. I said, what are you sorry? He kept on apologizing. I said, what are you sorry about? He says, go back to your room. He says, I vomited all over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I said, I got news for you. I said, you're going to lick up every bit of vomit or something. Oh, God. <laughs> so. So, okay, so when you had these wild parties, is this when you lost your virginity? No. Oh. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on oh. behind the scene. Oh, behind the scene. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever walk in on your parents hooking up? I don't think they ever had sex after they had my younger brother. <laughs> that was not talked about in our house. No, the only time I remember is when we went apple picking. And you and Susan, uh, Rob wasn't born yet. And we, we went into the Howard Johnson's for dinner on the way home. And Karen, it was Karen that said, so what happens? How, how do I, you have a baby in your tummy? And I think I was pregnant with Rob. And I said, let's see if anybody's around before we go into an explanation. This was in a restaurant. And Howard Johnson. How, ba how are babies made? And then everybody, there was silence then because they wanted to hear what I'm going to say and what she's going to say. So I was like six years old or something? You were young. Yeah. And so he well. proceeded to tell you and so forth. And Karen's comment was, you mean you make a hole in your pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I learned about sex. So we did have the sex talk a lot earlier than you thought. That's so funny. Yeah, if, if, I, if you were that. pregnant with Rob, that means that I was about six years old. Smart little girl. Yeah. You make a hole in the pajamas. Yeah. Or maybe I was five years old. Oh, she's getting younger now. So do you have any advice? You've been married 58 years. What, how, what is the, the secret to keeping a relationship? Because I'm always right. <laughs> That's the secret. The secret is that no, that woman is, is always right. The secret is when you come home, you should have a lovely wife waiting for you, and then beat the hell out of her. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! And that's what. That's the secret. That's the secret. Okay. The fact is that that your mother was is such a wonderful, wonderful human being that I would look forward to going home. Oh. And then oh. I can't say for other other doctors or anything like that. There used to be doctors that make rounds at four o'clock in the morning because they didn't want to be with their wives. But I wanted to be with her. Mm -hmm. She was a Aww. very unique individual. Why are you in the past tense? <laughs> past tense only? Okay, so. I'm, I didn't say eunuch, I said unique. Uh, speaking of eunuch, so how do you keep this sparf alive sexually for fifth, almost 60 years? How do you do it? What kind of spark are you talking about? <laughs> the sexual spark. You know, after a while, you're with the same person for that many years. It has to it get monotonous. A monotonous. Monogamous. It's monogamous, and it also could be getting monotonous. So, is there any tips that you have? The tips: if you love your wife, you want to be with her in a very close position. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. So there wasn't anything that you needed, there was nothing that you needed to learn. It was kind of just innate, I love this person, that was it. No, you have to learn. You have to learn lots of things, about sex and all sorts of things. Well, how did you do that? Well, she knew when she married a doctor that I'm, I'm not going to be there all the time. So she used to say, 
on Sunday when I would go to the hospital and make rounds, she used to say, all the other wives, their husbands are with them on Sunday and you're not. And I told her that's the way it is, you know. So well, what does that have to do with keeping that sexual spark alive? She's talking about lighting a match or something like that. <laughs> do you have any tips to keep the spark alive? Well, I think after you've been married a number of years, it, it, there's a change in the type of relationship that you have. And it's, it's that you, you, this is your best friend. And it's somebody that nobody would make any difference to. Casanova came down the stairs. When you love somebody for that many years and have a wonderful marriage, it's just something that comes naturally. You want to please the, your mate. Right. So uh, you're so much more comfortable than if it was some stranger. Right. And then it grows in deeper, deeper yeah, love. But you don't know about strangers. You never had any strangers. But she does know that her, so the quality of your sex got better as you aged? Yeah. After after uh, after six months, sex wanes. No, there's more nothing. Than six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a learning situation too. It's a learning proposition. And, uh, and we want, don't want to give away all our secrets. <laughs> oh, it's a learning proposition. I used to proposition her every night. <laughs> we gave away all the trade secrets. Well, I mean, sometimes when you have kids and, you know, you're working and, and, you know, it's easy to put sex on the back burner. So was, was there any way that you could keep it alive, you know, the, keep, keep sex as a priority is what I'm asking? Well, it depends what is most important to you, whether the physical act of sex or the, the deep loving relationship which takes precedence. If this is the person that you care about most. But what I'm saying is that sometimes people tend to not prioritize sex in their relationship, but they maybe prioritize cuddling. So this makes this brings the question: Was it a priority? What do you think is an important part of a lasting relationship? Well, somebody that's 95 years old would say it's nice, but you know what? You can't do these things anymore. Mm -hmm. You reach a certain age where you find that it's a, it's a different type of sex, other than a physical. And to show you love, you, the women, specifically women, they like to be cuddled, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, it's most important to have your arm around your wife and tell her you love her, you kiss her good night, you kiss her in the morning. They still do that, you know. They do. Yeah. And, uh, I remember someone saying they saw you years ago walking around Disney World holding hands. They thought it was so so cute and so special. He was holding me up. He was holding you <laughs> up. You were just going off, off a ride at Disney World and you were nauseated. But uh, so now back to, I don't mean to just drill this home, but I'm just curious about this. So before you got to like your, you know, the last 10, 15 years or whatever, and you did have like, you know, young kids in the house and all this stuff going on how did you make sure that you did did you was sex uh, important then at all yeah that's the question was it even relevant well you stay up uh, until two o'clock in the morning where everybody's sleeping then. so you did make time for that yeah i remember you guys calling me one time you went to a hotel and you were giggling 
And I was convinced that you must be having sex. No, she giggles, giggles when she has a few glasses of wine, and then she starts to giggle. And then the sex. <laughs> and then they're too tired to do anything. <laughs> so is it, is it important? Should people stress about it? Is, is it just something that... How, how much should be thought able to we... talk about it in plain terms. So we're trying to talk about it. You guys are evading the question. I'm talking about, <laughs> so I'm talking about to your mate. You should be able to discuss it. Yes. But you also, depending on their ages, physically it can't, may not be able to be the same as it was when you were in your 20s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because everybody's got something or other. Right. Well, so at a certain age, so it's harder and harder to have sex physically. But I'm talking about prior to that. Prior to the age where you know you had physical limitations, was sex something that you guys prioritized as a couple? Well, we used to give you Benadryl to go to sleep. And <laughs> That's what I was asking and about. Then, and then we knew that we're, it's quiet. Those nights that I was drugged, now I know what was going on. <laughs> I remember. Maybe our friends were, were they were having sex in the chair, and the kid walks in, and. And she says, oh, she says, Dad and I are doing resuscitation here. <laughs> Artificial respiration. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? So, anyhow. He's dead now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He died in the saddle. <laughs> he died having sex? No. Oh. No, he had a heart condition. <laughs> and they didn't have Cialis. Or Viagra. That's what I was going to ask you about. So, do you think that would have made a difference in your relationship if you had CLs and Viagra back when the, you know, when we didn't need it? Oh, <laughs> oh Papa! Finally, I'm getting but to. We we needed two bathtubs. That's but we didn't have it. Uh, see, I was interested. Don't you? Oh, see? the bathtub commercials. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they, they, did they have say this when you guys were like you know early on? They didn't have any, of any kind of say on. Well, if, if if you were impotent, they, they used to inject uh, material right into the penis, and uh, that would dilate the arteries, the, the blood vessels. Yeah, right. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Well. I, I I don't know if we got a sufficient answer. Is to, is. To, <laughs> to what allows for a successful relationship. So if you have any last words, any advice for our listeners? Last words sounds like we're on the last lap. <laughs> well, of the interview. <laughs> Always remember that, that your mate should be number one in your life. Kids are important. Oh, so this is so, okay, this brings up another question for me. How do you know that this is the person you want to invest in? Like when you meet anyone, what, how did you know Papa was the one you wanted to invest all this energy and make him number one in your life? That's the main question that everybody asks. How do you know you're in love? Yeah. And what is love? You know, love to, love to me. The most important thing is respect. Respect for your mate. Hmm. And when they start swearing at each other, you know that this is not going to last. So it's respect. And, and want to do things you want to be be with them all the time companionship yeah 
you think love can spring between any two two people, or is it particular uh, people that you're more prone to? If if the other one is always right, then <laughs> no, you you're, you're asking me whether you, whether if you don't love them at the first, can you love them later on? Does it grow? Yeah, yeah. is it possible to? I I think it can. Yeah. Mutual respect. And well, wanting to do things for the other individual. So if you could go back in time, was there anything you would have done differently? Aside from beating her up every night? <laughs> would, you, would you have continued that line of beating? No, yeah. Anything you would have done differently? I truthfully can't say I would. No regrets? No. I'm going to keep them. <laughs> what about you, Dad? Absolutely no regrets whatsoever. Would you have she's, done anything she's differently? She's a very unique person. She's a good person. She's, she gives her herself completely. She's, you don't find people like that. At least I couldn't find anybody until I met her. Well, then it begs the question, why are there so many divorces today? And why are there? I think people have an unrealistic view of a marriage that Rather than try to solve a problem or work it through, it's easier to say, I'll get divorced. But I, at our age and, and, and our friends and so forth and so on, we all knew that it couldn't be 24-7. You're bound to have some time where you're a little upset or whatever, but you work it through. How do you work it through? By talking. Well, what if one person doesn't want to talk about it? Then it's not going to work through. Right. What if you grow physically out of love? Like you don't, you're not, you're not in love. You're in love with your friend, but they, the, you don't have any chemistry towards the other person anymore. Which you just doesn't. You're not attracted to your mate. What happens then? I don't know. I don't know either. What happens then when you when you fall when you're not in love with the body? Is that what you're saying? Well, you just don't have an attraction to the other person. Then you're then. Probably what's happening is that you found somebody else that's more attractive. You think? Is that is it that you found someone else, or just that you just what do you do? Live with just not being in a physical there are many, relationship. Many temptations that occur during your lifetime, and even in, in my lifetime, I can truthfully say never did I ever touch another woman. Really? Except, except that I examined. Well, that's, you know, as a physician. So okay, so you never touched. Did you because ever touch another man, Mom? Were you ever tempted? Because when you have the best, you don't look. Aww. But were you ever tempted? Not really. You know, Mike Rotaka was the guy that. Oh, <laughs> the guy who, played, who who rehabbed our basement. You were attracted to him. Oh my God! Are you kidding? You ever see? <laughs> Little dwarf. So, Mom, let me ask you something. Did, I, did any guys, during, while you were married, make moves on you? I can't tell. But if they did, what would you do? Would you, would you just brush them off? Yeah. Because I'm sure that, you know, because guys hit on me, and they've hit on me throughout my marriage. They hit on me when I was single. They hit on me when I'm with um, my current boyfriend, Steve. Yeah, but you're very suggestive. You wear clothes that are very suggestive. But I'm saying to you that, you know, I can wear what I want. That doesn't mean that I need to follow through with any... No, but it, it, it entices other men, for example, to, to look at you in a certain way. Okay. So you're saying that uh, your wife never dressed it suggestively? 
She not excessively. No, because I have had I had a dress that went down a little bit, and he spent the whole night pulling it up like this. Okay, so when she did dress objectively, you would make sure to pull up her top. No, because oh, yeah. her brother was showing in the front. No, you just didn't want to. You said, "Look at you're showing all over here." Yeah, I got a feeling that mom, who she she looked like Jackie O in her day, and I have a feeling she was hit on a lot, but she didn't say anything. Is that right? I'm not talking. That's because, <laughs> that's because Why? It's a compliment. That doesn't mean you follow through with it. What do you mean before? I'm saying that after you got married, I'm sure that there were men, because there's always guys out there that don't care about marriage vows, and I'm sure they hit on her. Like some of your friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was the original cougar. Yeah. My friends, when I brought them to the house, would be like, your mom is so beautiful. They still talk about her. They always ask me, how's your mom? How's your mom? That's so funny. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, well, don't, we're not going to give first and last names. Okay. You know, they do that to me. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to divulge any any of my friends that are still lusting after my mother. What's going to happen now with this? Okay. So now we put it on, on online for all of our listeners to hear. Yeah. Hopefully they get better. You're not going to put it on... Uh, so that other people could see this? No, no, just to listen to it. The main reason we wanted to have you guys on, because besides the fact that we think that you're funny and intelligent and you've had such a wonderful long marriage, is it, we want to get people of all ages to understand that sex changes over the years and um, relationships change over the years, and they need to you know, get a preview of what happens, and we wanted to hear your perspective. Is that why you wanted to bring them on? Well, I... I you kind of brushed over it, but I think they have a beautiful marriage, one that I hope to replicate one day. Me too. And I have no idea. It's interesting to hear how that sprang up and you know, how you cultivated it. Well, I shouldn't. Say, when you said marriage, I said me too, but I, I don't think you need to necessarily be married to have that relationship. Right. Yeah. I was wondering when you said me, me yeah. too. No, but I'm asking you to. The first it, six months yeah. of marriage is a, is a sexual type of thing, and and then it starts to wane, and if it's not. There's nothing between the two of you that doesn't last. Also, then, do you recommend a relationship have now six months at least before getting married? Because it sounds like that would be helpful. When I say six months. It could be seven months or a year or whatever. Well, do you think it's a problem that most people have sex before marriage these days? No. You think it's okay? Do you recommend it? I don't think in our case it would have made any difference. But do you recommend it now? Because I recommend it. I don't think you should buy a car without trying a few models out first. No. <laughs> well, I think that's why there's so many people that live together. They think that they want to try it out. Yeah. Living together. And now, how do you feel about that? Well, if you look at the statistics, they find that those marriages don't last as long as the ones that don't live together. There's more divorce among people that live together. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's with that, 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 that's that's that let's end on a real happy note. On that note, so, thank you for tuning yeah. in to Sex Talk with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Karen Lee. And I'm Cam, and thank you very much to our lovely guest today, Nana and Papa. Now yeah. we should have a little Papa Poopoo's. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I wanted to ask you about that story. So Papa Poopitz is Papa's uh, nickname. Poopitz suggesting farts. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Pulpits was farts. No. Where did this? I remember there was one story with there was kicking of you tires. People made up the pulpit farts. No, we, we want to talk about the um, what it was that you had some gas. 
We know there was a, that story and also the fortune cookie story I wanted to get to. Well, again, my father used to say that gas is better than electric. You know? so, <laughs> well, so, so you would go out to eat at your parents' house and they made things that were very gassy. Oh, that was Friday night. So we would bring her over for dinner and, uh, and the food was, so, you know, the term blackened chicken? My mother originated that. <laughs> blackened everything. And so that produced an awful lot of gas. And every every so often, I'd had stopped the car, and she says, "What's what are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to check one of the tires in the back or whatever." Because you didn't feel comfortable farting in front of her. Right. So you went out, farted, and came back in. Yep. And there was no, there was no odor associated <laughs> with it. It was outside. It was outside. It was very considerate of you. Actually. Were you confused as to why you kept checking the tires? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know why. But that's the only time you could get the car was on Friday night. Right. So came with the farts. Well, you really you really have to be into somebody in order to fart in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel comfortable farting in front of anybody, Cam? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everyone. Yeah. New, new girl? New girl I fart in front of. Well, then yeah. she's okay. <laughs> no, I actually, I don't think I farted in front of her. I think I told her she needs to avoid Evacuate? a certain room <laughs> because I've been in there farting. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> Anyway, you, you fart in front of um, your husband now, Mom? Occasionally, he, he farts much more than me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the average person farts 17 times in a day, so. And, and there's usually odor associated with it. And there's some odor associated. But not her. Not her. Not my mother. She produces <laughs> roses. All right. So, and one other question. Okay. So I wanted to get to this, too, before we close. So. Something kind of happened at a Chinese restaurant one time with the fortune cookie. Oh, yeah. Well, we had been dating, but nothing was in stone. And we went to this Chinese restaurant in Chinatown. And they passed out the fortune cookies afterwards. And mine said, which really was worth, it said, you will soon have a change of name. Which is weird. Yeah, because who would if, if if he had gotten it, it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. So he said, can you imagine? They went through all these fortune cookies to put that in. I said, what? <laughs> that would have been cool if that's the way you proposed. Instead, yeah. instead of saying I'm fond of you or whatever you know, is that what he said or did he say something else? How no. did he propose? He, he proposed by saying, you know, I think I can get some time off at Christmas. This is how you proposed? <laughs> yep. You didn't well, say, never, will you marry me and get never, down in bed one never day? Tell, and I would never tell anybody that I loved them. Never. Until I found the right one. Oh. But you didn't say that. You said, I think I can get some time off at Christmas. Yeah, but she knew that we were going to get married. She knew it all along. What did you say, I love you first, for the first time? I think maybe when we were in bed. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Well, then we know that was on the honeymoon at the Edgewater Beach. Edgewater Beach Hotel. I don't think you said it. Oh, I don't remember you saying I love you. All I know is that that the marriage was going to be broken up in the first week. Yeah, we know that. Down in Florida. Yeah. And then you also know that uh, that you love her now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we will say goodbye. Ta-ta. ta We love you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.